Hey y'all, welcome to the episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. Today I'm joined by my friend Andrea from Good Girl Gone Redneck and my friend Rada from Simply Southern Girl Charm, and we talk about the importance of voting. We don't talk about political candidates, but we talk about why it's important to get out there and vote. Um, it all came about, and I say at the beginning of the podcast, it all came about because I took my youngest daughter, Gracie, who is now 18 years old, to vote for the very first time this past week. And when we went to vote, she kind of shocked me when she got back in the car and said, you know what? I don't even know why I voted. Why does it matter? And that really stopped me for a moment and I really didn't know what to say to her. So I said, you know what, if there is one new voter feeling like this or one voter feeling like this, then I'm sure there's other voters that feel the same way. So I decided to ask my friends. Um, I put it in a group that I'm in. Anybody want to come in and talk about voting? And two of them immediately jumped. That was on a Monday, Tuesday. We were on Facebook Live chatting about voting. And it's not about the political candidates. It's not about who you support. It's just about the importance of how you vote. Even though we do kind of, we don't mention our candidate's name, but we all say we're all voting for the same person. But if you listen to the conversation, it's a very intelligent, eloquent conversation between three women who wonder what this country is going to be like. Three moms who are moms of girls wondering what this country is going to be like for their girls when they grow up. You know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi, guys. Welcome to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today, it's a very special edition because I'm joined by two very special people, and we're going to be talking about voting. We're not going to necessarily get into the political candidates because I think everybody has like political ads coming out of their ears right now, and they really don't want to focus on that, but we want to talk about the importance of voting. So, girls, introduce yourself. I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, do you want me to go first? Um, My name is Andrea, and I am a a lot of things. Um, I am a blogger. I blog at Good Girl Gone Redneck, uh, kind of sporadically right now. Um, But I am also a licensed clinical social worker, which is really where most of my time is spent uh, during the pandemic is being a therapist to all the people. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to be here. Hi, my name is Rada and, um, I'm also a kind of sore, sort of kind of blogger. Um, I haven't blogged in a while either, but I'm with simply Southern girl charm. Um, my day job or how I pay my bills. Um, I do PR public relations, um, marketing and I have an event planning company and I am also excited to be here as well. Yeah, I will say that when I put out in our group, in a group, I said, Hey, anybody want to come on a voting? Kate actually volunteered you. Um, yeah. <laughs> she volunteered. Did. She's like she works the phone banks she <laughs> and talk to you. But I'm so glad that you said yes, because I know normally you're not, you like, once you get off the Zoom calls and the therapist, you really don't like to get on. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> and I don't mind it, but I was like, oh no. I'm like, I when and what and all those things. So my head was in a million places, but I'm thrilled to make it. I was telling Rada before we hopped on that the reason why I wanted to do this is because last week I took Gracie, my youngest, to 
to vote for her very first time. And I was so excited. And I was telling all these people that she was voting for the first time. This was something I did with Michaela when she voted. But when we got in the car, she was like, I don't know why it even mattered. I voted because my vote's not going to count. It's oh. the electoral college is not, you know, it's that's who yeah. decides who the president is. So I know there's a lot of people out there that think the same thing. So why, why should we vote? Why? <laughs> that's, that's a really good question. Um, well, for me, you know, part of there's, there's so many reasons obviously as to why you vote and, and, there's, you know, I know we'll talk a little bit more. The Electoral College, every time there's an election, everyone's like, is there a point to this? Should we still have it? Should we not still have it? All that sort of stuff. Um, I think it's, you know, it's recognizing our right to have our voices heard and, you know, in a in a totally different way. Um, you know, we can go on social media, we can do everything we want to and, and feel like we're talking to a wall um, in some respects, but then also recognizing that, you know, it, it's not just a right, but it's also something that, you know, it, it took a really long time for women to get and then for black women to get and then for, you know, it just kept going and going. There's so many different things. And um, it's something that enables us to to really be heard, to really take a look at what the candidates have to offer <laughs> um, and what they don't and, you know, and kind of place that there. But I can definitely understand. I know that feeling is, it. you know, we start to think about it. I hear so many people say it. Um, and it's just so hard because you want to try and say, well, because of course you're going to vote. Like, <laughs> like, of course you have to. Um, but that question is so, so common. Yeah. And Raya, you were actually mentioning before we came on about the Electoral College. You want to talk more about that? Yeah. So again, with the to answer the I guess the, the bigger question, which is, yes, please vote. Absolutely vote. Even in in the way where you're like, I'm only one person, um, you know, that one person, just imagine if 10,000 people felt the same way, the impact that those individualized um, voices, when they come together, it's a, it's a big number. So, you know, we still need to vote and voting actually is our ability and our right to incite change. So if we want to see the change in the way that things are being done, even through the electoral college, vote. And then we need to get behind our state representatives and our local representatives to push um, for the bigger picture and the bigger change within the Electoral College. But when I was talking earlier uh, with you, Melissa, about the Electoral College, I was like, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, even when it was created and why it was created, it wasn't necessarily for people. Uh, it was really about power. And it was really about giving power to people who could go in and basically do what they wanted to do. Um, and so the Electoral College gave them the ability to kind of go, okay, well, we want our candidate in office if there was a majority. And so it was done by states. And so each state got obviously so many counts towards the, uh, the bigger picture. But um, a lot of the Southern states had slavery. And there were, the question was between free slaves and those still enslaved, how do we count them as people and how do we determine where their power comes because obviously enslaved people could not vote. Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of the three-fifths rule come in. So when you think about um, as black people during that time, they weren't considered a whole person. And so they were given three-fifths of um, a person. And so that's why some states 
have the numbers that they have. It's really based on a lot of people in the state who couldn't vote, but they had to be counted to give the power to the state. And that's where that three-fifths rule comes in. So am I a person saying we should change it? Absolutely. But um, again, we've got to, you know, that's what voting does. Voting puts it um, and gives us the ability to go, hey, as people, we don't like what's happening and the way that it is affecting us as a whole. And so that's where our voice really gets championed. So why is it, why do you, why do you think so many people are scared to vote? Cause so many people are like, I don't, I don't want to register because I know one of the things is if you register to vote, you're going to get called for jury duty. That's just <laughs> a guarantee. And a lot of people don't want to do jury duty. But I'm, I mean, a I'm a bad person to ask about that because I actually love jury duty. <laughs> um, I did it when I lived in New York, like a bunch of times and I did it, I've done it here for, you know, I was on a case for like five days and most recently, I was actually, I had to call in and I was like, oh, they didn't, I didn't have to, I don't have to go in. <laughs> um, you know, and if you want to consider it, you'd be like, it's paid time off for a lot of people. But there is, you know, there is that variable of sort of like, I think that, you know, you feel like, I mean, the government already knows, right? They know where you live. They know where you work. You're paying different taxes. All that stuff is there, but they just feel like putting that final thing in place is going to be some sort of a threat to them. And obviously, you know, it is a big thing. Essentially, we're a two-party system, which is also very outdated in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, however you register, there are, there are concerns about, um, you know, who's going to call them or who's going to send them stuff or who's going to ask them, you know, what they decided. And so I think that, I think the fear is very real. Um, I think a lot of, um, I think with elderly people, it varies because some of them, if they haven't been voting all along, they're like, nope, not now. Like, you know, <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all that much worse if I do it now. Um, so that that sort of, you know, that fear of kind of giving your information over. Um, but it's, in, I don't want to be like, it's irrational because they already know everything about us, right? Like they, <laughs> but it's, it is scary. Um, I so to add to what Andrea was saying, part of it too is there's a subset of people where because this information is public um, and um, people don't think about this, but you know, there's a group of people who um, between domestic violence, because they've seen an increase in domestic violence cases. And I sit on the board for Shining Light and Darkness. I do want to put a plug out for them. But um, Shining Light and Darkness, um, you, you, when you're on a board, you become more aware of maybe things you didn't think about. And mm -hmm. so that information, when it's public, guess who gets to see where you now live and you can find this information. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there's that subset of why people don't want to yeah. vote because their information is public, but not just because people are necessarily a, a subscribing to a conspiracy theory, but also because there are real concerns. Um, and then there's also, you know, people don't want to talk about this because... People, if it doesn't and hasn't happened to you, then you don't think it exists, but there's also voter intimidation. Yeah. So, you know, there is right now, there's a, I can't remember, I saw it in the news because I love current events, but where they were talking about in Florida, this company where the supervisor um, supported one candidate and basically sent out a letter to all the workers and basically said, if you don't vote for this candidate, there's a possibility that you're going to lose your jobs if this candidate is not put in office. So people felt threatened mm. if they didn't vote, because then the, the language was, um, you know, we have a way to find out what your affiliation or party is, which is true, because if, right. you're, if you register, 
this information is public. So that's that, you know, underlying voter intimidation that people still experience today. And so there are a lot of reasons that people don't vote or are scared or are concerned about voting. Um, plus, you know, standing in line for hours at a time with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of reasons as to why people don't. I, I, I hope that people will, you know, step outside of that uncomfortable zone, um, get help where they need it. Because, again, there are some people who are experiencing um, a lot of um, what, I'm, what I'm looking for, kind of like where the, the assaults. The domestic mm-hmm. violence they're yeah. being threatened and, and their spouses reminding them to protect so, you know, yeah, yeah there's there's a lot that's going into play for a lot of people and so um you know i think that again change everything mm-hmm. that we're talking about comes it boils down to why we need to vote so that we can then start the the change the change needs to come with why voter information shouldn't be public and you know yeah. why when we go to voter polls um there should be no affiliations you know we shouldn't be able to intimidate or Mm -hmm. coerce or encourage people to vote one way or the other at the polls leave it behind a certain line that way people can vote in 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 private and in peace so there's a lot of things i think that kind of go into why it's important to vote and it's supposed to be but there's so much intimidation front and center yes i know i remember when we pulled up i immediately told gracie i'm like there are going to be people when you're we're walking up to vote that are going to just keep walking by them just keep walking by them you yeah. already know who we already sat down and we already talked about you know what people stood for what their policies were and everything and she already knew president she's like i know who i'm voting for because i know i knew it does. <laughs> i'm just gonna let you know i'm not putting the name out there but you guys but she's like but you know other people I wasn't sure about. And she was really scared that, you know, she's like, I don't know some of the other people that are on the ballot. The only thing I know is the president and the vice president. So do I just not vote for everybody else? And I was like, well, you have to research them a little bit. But if you look at some of the, like the incumbents in our area that were, um, were what they stood for when they were in office and what they don't stand for, then that's how you can tell if you need a change, if the effect to change right. is people that are actually working and doing what they're supposed to be doing instead of just getting bank basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, talking about all these people that are standing outside the polls and they're accosting you, here's a sample ballot. Here's this, here's mm-hmm. that, here's mm-hmm. that. I'm like, what, you know, no, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people are scared. They don't want that, that confrontation, especially with COVID. You know, you got to go in, you got to mask up anyways. You've got to hang sanitizers all over the place. And then it's like a little bit at a time. And I think the biggest thing Gracie was disappointed in, even though we got a pin. See, we got a pin. Oh, <laughs> um, but she didn't get a sticker. Oh, she wanted her sticker. Someone is making voted stickers, obviously not official. Um, We'll take a look. We'll see if we can get our sticker. (laughs) Not official, but I voted like sort of like, you know, kind of thing, my first vote or whatever. Um, And it is. And that intimidation is, I mean, like Rita said, it goes so far back and that's the scary part. Um, But what you're seeing more of on the news are the people that are not even those people. And those people usually just sort of, you know, I smile and nod and I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. No, thank you. I'm good. (laughs) Like until you get in there and you're like, okay. Um, But 
the the other people, the people who are, you know, we're not supposed to wear when you, and I know maybe we'll touch on this, but you're not supposed to wear apparel for your candidate. Mm-hmm. And these are people that are standing outside of the lines, they're wearing that and they're being very intimidating. And so for someone that, you know, what if your daughter was going by herself the first time and walked up there and was like, oh, where are these people going? You would get back in your car. You wouldn't want to stand there. Um, and that's one of the hugest parts that, you know, it's so frustrating and you watch this sort of stuff and I'm like, I want to go there and like yell at these people, but they're everywhere at this point. It's really, you know, it's frustrating. Yeah. There was one instance of somebody actually wore a hat for one of their candidates in when they went to vote and they didn't mm-hmm. ask them to take it off. Yeah. And I'm like, how is that? Okay. That's not, but yeah. And that's again, where I think some of the frustration comes for those of us who, you know, we're kind of out here championing and rallying and encouraging um, people to get out and vote. And then you see something like this happen and there is no accountability. So it kind of undermines the very thing that we're out here encouraging people to do, which is to vote for change. But then when you see someone who obviously these rules are put into place so that people feel safe and you have someone who can go that far and not be reprimanded or, Hey, just take your hat off. Or even to just know, don't just take the hat off. Like, you know, we're at a, we're at a place now where it's kind of like, um, it's, it's a, it's a tough one because again, you know, I, you know, me, I've got one side and there's the other side because we're talking about voter intimidation is one thing. And then there's like voter suppression. So you've got Mm -hmm. the fact that, these are the types of things where there were groups of people, even like we're talking 2020, who have said that they were going to stand outside of polls. They were going to do things without necessarily touching a person, but in hopes of antagonizing or creating an uncomfortable space mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't want to stand in line and continue to be there to vote. So not only is there intimidation, but now you're suppressing the vote. Yeah. And that's the one well, thing that we all have right now the right to do is to vote like every single you know what i mean like so to 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 know that people are doing that so those that are thinking about not voting that is the reason to go vote because why are they working so hard to suppress your vote if your vote didn't matter right. your voice didn't have the power that they say that it doesn't if you you know what's what's you not voting if it if that's the case why go so hard to suppress it why go so hard to intimidate and and put fear in people for that vote? That's the power, because if it didn't matter, they wouldn't be there, right? right? If it didn't have the power, they would not go to the lengths that they're going to, to try to suppress or intimidate or to antagonize, whatever the word is, like they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So there's the power. And that's why we really have to vote because right now um, there are people who understand that if women didn't vote, that's a huge subset. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people of color didn't vote, marginalized communities didn't vote, LGBTQIA plus community didn't vote. And in other words, everybody has power. And there mm-hmm. are those of us that care even more so. And that's why it's so, so important. And, and then I do it because, you know, aside from historical, because um, there's a horse, there's the historical aspect as to why I vote. Um, it's also for my daughters. I want like, mm-hmm. you know, with you, listen, your daughter voted for the first time. I remember, you know, my parents and seeing them go vote when I was younger. And I remember one um, election. I don't remember which one it was, but I was ready to go home. I was like, I was just ready to go home. I was yeah. like, I was so done. 
And my my dad was like, no, we're going to vote. We're going to. So, you know, my mom had snacks in the bag. And so <laughs> we did that. But I remember seeing, you know, my parents go and vote. And so that was really important to me. And then when I would ask people in my family, some of the older people, that's when really the, the history lesson gets told, yeah. which is for, you know, the black community in the South, more so really in the South, um, you could be lynched if you were, you know, mm -hmm. seen voting. They'd follow you home yeah. and bump your car, you pull over, you're gone. Or if they heard that you were, you know, creating these rides to the polls or anything where they realized that you were going to go and just vote, just put a check mark on a ballot, you could end up losing your entire life. Yeah. And so, again, um, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how difficult it gets, I will always go vote. And I think that that's, you know, it's not not to put it scare people or it's not even about, well, it's just more like that's how long we've been dealing with, you know, voter yeah. suppression and, 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 and voter intimidation is it's still happening in 2020. But more people are experiencing it now. Yeah. So that's the thing that that should tell you why we've got to vote. I mean, I can't even imagine exercising a god-given right that you're giving being your life in danger i mean that's a whole nother topic that we can just even launch upon but yeah. i actually saw a poll today or a graphic on facebook somebody shared and it was like the age group from 18 to 24 there's like been like 250,000 that have voted yeah. as opposed to the last election when there was only like 20,000. Yeah. So I was like, wow, you know, this is just, I wonder if it's because they want to affect change. They want to see, and I was talking to Gracie about it because she's 18 and I was like, Hey, yeah. I saw this. And she's like, it's because we want a say in how our country's run now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so they're now getting their civic duty. So what do you say to the first time voter though? First of all, yay. Go. Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It makes me want to be like the kids are all right. Yes. <laughs> they, like they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know it's it is a huge it it's a rite of passage in some ways. Like your first experience voting, and um, you know, I've definitely talked to people who've sort of said, "Well, you know, I I skipped it, or I this, or I that," and not even necessarily the last go round. Um, but you know, there's there's especially the fact that it's a presidential election, I think is really making it even huger because um, I mean, for the longest time I didn't, you know, in New York, if you're not affiliated with the party, you can't vote in primaries. At least that's how it used to be. And so, and then when I first registered, I had that sort of fear, like, I don't want anybody, I don't want to pick a party. I don't know what I'm even doing. So, um, you know, and so primaries were like non-existent. And so you think about at that age and if kids are in school or whatever they're doing and working, they're not necessarily going to say to themselves, oh, this is something that's big enough for me to take the time to do. So I think the presidential aspect right now is huge that you know they do want to be heard and and like Rita said it really is like you know good for you because you are and not to sound cliche but it is your future you know like it's our future too but you you've got a lot more of it <laughs> you know and so you know making that and and having your voice be heard and you know that's when I hear all that stuff like oh the kids the kids and it's like no like 
you know, a lot of different ages and, you know, family members that are of that certain age where suddenly you see them sharing this stuff on like Instagram and you're like, oh, look at that. Like, that's my 18 year old niece. Like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, that's something that, you know, I might not have even shared or I wouldn't have even known when I was 18. So, um, you know, I think the, the, the pride in that and, and like she said, you know, wanting to really make that change um it goes back to yeah that's why you vote is because you are the people who can we can too but without you we probably can't right there's not you know there's that sort of line um where we need everybody and without it um you know we fall short i think so i was gonna say i definitely think it's more like a you know like what Andrew was saying is like a rite of passage, but the fact that there are so many young voters who are not only registered, but actually have voted, that's the key. Yeah. So you can be registered and that's yeah. great. Like you get like a gold star for registering, yeah. but, you know, to go out and actually vote and to put your voice into play um, says number one, that I think a lot of times with political candidates. Um, so this is, not a, a stab or a jab at anybody right now, but I think one of the things that I've always said, and I pay attention, especially locally, is, you know, how often do they talk to the community? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I think that what hurts most political candidates and people wonder oftentimes, you know, like, how come I didn't have more numbers or more? It's because of your engagement. You didn't build a yeah. relationship with the people in the community. And I think the thing that a lot of the young voters can teach a lot of the people running for office, um, or just in general, is that they have a voice. The mm -hmm. same way that, and I'm gonna, when I do my tangents, the same way that businesses wanna talk to millennials, you know, yeah. when it comes to business and market to them, mm -hmm. it's the same way that I feel like candidates or those in office should also do the same, is to have a conversation around um, this, this subset of a group of people who have the ability to sway an entire election. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm kudos to them for not only, you know, coming out and voting, but also recognizing their superpower with that ability, because, yeah. you know, they have the 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 chutzpah, if you will, to not only go, hey, we vote, but we want change. And so because of that, I think it's going to make a lot of people who run for office or who are elected into office with this election on the local state and presidential level to be be held more accountable because yeah. i think that they're the ones that will go to social media they're the ones that will you know put a lot of information out they're the ones that don't mind exposing or or saying okay we have a candidate here locally we have a, a, off two people running and they both have some issues they're, but right. it's kind of like when you watch the commercials it's like they're trying to like to make it out like well he did this so it's not as bad as the other guy doing this. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, they both did things. So, you know, and so I think that that's what's happening now is a lot of that audience, uh, that age group is actually going, yeah, we see it, but here's where we're gonna hold you accountable and why, um, you know, we want our voices heard. And I, I think that's what's amazing. So yeah, yeah again, kudos and yay, keep voting. Yeah. So you hit on something, social media. Because, I mean, honestly, I will say I have unfollowed our, our, our <laughs> for 30 days. I'm like, really? I'm just tired of this. Yeah. But social media <laughs> is huge now, right yeah. now. And some, people, and some people are just like, 
vicious on social media. Well, you can hide behind the, the keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Keyboard warriors. They're out yeah. there. I think that, um, unfortunately, so it's like social media is like this. Um, it's like it's it's um, bittersweet. It's like you in one instance, it's it's great. And, it, it you know, information. But there's so many like you can literally write a post, put it under one name, put it out tomorrow and call yourself a journalist or call yourself, you know, a um, news um you know yeah put yourself up there with like cnn or you know washington post or whatever and so people are not fact checking people are not citing their source and i think that's another thing for definitely i'm not gonna say age-wise but for those of us that were in school you had to cite your source yeah couldn't just say (laughs) my grandma said blah 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 (laughs) where'd your grandma get that from so I think that one of the things about social media and where it hurts us is that a lot of people take information at face value and they're mm-hmm. not really looking at where the information is coming from. They're not fact checking. And, you know, even with people being really set in their candidate and their reasons, one of the things that I've always told people is I don't mind having a conversation if you don't necessarily agree with what I agree, but mm-hmm. I need a conversation. You can't you can't spit out the rhetoric of what somebody else has already told you. Those can't be your talking points too. Yeah. Because then that's where we get lost in translation because then that just tells me you really don't know what's going on. You're just listening to somebody tell you what you're supposed to say whenever someone says this. So there's not really this conversation that's happening in social media that's where it falls apart is because we don't have the face to face. You know, I can't just pick up the phone and go, Hey, what did you mean earlier? So a lot of people just say things and they're really ugly about it because people are removed from listening. People just want to get their viewpoints out. Um, They feel very strongly about it without even knowing why they feel the way they do. And so social media gives them that platform. There is no checks and balances. By the time you report somebody for something that might be considered hate or whatever, days go by it's still out there so there's that but then the the good of it is that there are some of us who've used it as a platform to talk more about topics and um to be able to use our voice um and why we encourage people in this particular election to vote um because it's really important so social media has given me that opportunity to have more conversations around um this election and some subject matter so bittersweet yeah, I think the same. I mean, I think the subject matter, certainly. Um, I know Facebook has somehow sort of, I'm not going to say always, but they've got that fact checking thing. Um, and but the thing is, is that quite often you get the person who posted it and then you're like, hey, look, Facebook posted this. Why don't you take a look at it? And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, and you're sort of like, well, that doesn't, you know, I'm not even trying to go against you. I'm just trying to say, hey, look, that was disproven, um, you know, and I mean, you both know me well, but obviously I'm very adamant about how I feel about a lot of topics. Um, and I do use Facebook for that. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, I think the other part is, um, you know, I tie that into just who I am as a person, obviously, but I also tie it into the work that I do with clients because when I, you know, when I'm different, working with people of all different, going through all different things and recognizing what's coming from other people that are about, 
these are my clients. Nobody knows them. You know, I know them. That's it. Period. But nobody knows them. And so, but they'll say something and I'm like, oh my God, that would totally impact this person that I know is struggling with this. And, you know, it's just, I mean, I, I think that it's important that we still utilize social media the way we do many of us, but it's also scary because, you know, I mean, even when, you know, not going one way or the other, but when you're watching the debates and things like that, and people are like, oh my gosh, this or that. And so there's not, and you know, there's not enough fact checking. So people are like screaming into the abyss, no matter who they are. Um, and so, I mean, I know a lot of the news channels are trying now. Um, I, and I laugh because I actually, so my undergraduate degree was in journalism. And so it was a whole other, like, I couldn't even imagine going into that field right now because it was just a whole other world. Um, but like when they're doing that sort of fact checking, it's like, okay, good, good. But then you're like, okay, wait, like who's really paying attention to that? Are they listening to that? Are they not like, and no one feels like everyone feels the news is unbiased now and all that. And yeah, there's some that are, um, and there's some that you really, you know, you want to hear, <laughs> you want them to be like, here's this fact, here's this truth. Um, and that's sort of where you feel like you're going in circles, I think. So it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally agree because I mean, honestly, there are so many people that are like, well, if you look at the streams on the news and if you see them when they're streaming live the debates, you can see all them, they're like coming at each other. They're not even listening yeah. to the debate. They're, they're just there to argue with yes. the person that supports the other candidate. That's a yeah. different supporter than them. They're not even listening to the debate yeah. at all. It's just all in the comments. Yeah. So let's talk about political affiliations, because like you said, Andrea, when you went to vote, you couldn't vote in the primaries because you didn't want to be affiliated with either political party because right. you didn't know what either one stood for. So right. when I that was so this was quite some time ago, um, but I am still, in all honesty, I'm not affiliated. Um, people will be surprised to hear that probably. But I did want to vote in the most recent primary because it was picking a presidential candidate right and so i was like okay i'm i want to do that and so in north carolina you can but you have to ask for a democratic or republican ballot to do so so you don't have to declare affiliation um but in new york you do <laughs> so it was like i i didn't know i didn't know it. i was just like your daughter where it's like i don't know enough about all these people and so i was like i mean maybe i'll pick president but what if next time i want to vote this way or what if the next time and so when you start off, if you don't know enough, then, you know, because even if I think back to like college, I don't remember being like, you know, oh, this is how we do this. Like, <laughs> if you pick a party, it doesn't mean you have to always vote that party. Like, I feel like there are so many different assumptions um, that sort of do that. But yeah, I, you know, I was always like that same thing. And when you're talking about, right, they're talking about the people in Florida, where it's sort of like, you know, because you can see, you can log in, you can see your own information, you can see affiliated or which party, and you can see which elections you voted in, which is also like the kind of thing. So if those people were like, oh, yeah, I voted, <laughs> and their boss was like, oh, no, you didn't, mm -hmm. like, how do you make that? How do you make that happen? How do you make that be something that happens? You know, it's, it's not legal, but if you're the owner of a business and you're enforcing this type of a rule, like how... I don't know. I know I tangented, but the party thing is, is big. It is big. I mean, and honestly, I don't vote party. I vote who I think is the best person for the job, regardless. Yep. And I think a lot of people get stuck that they have to vote strictly 
either strictly Republican Down or the line. Democrat. And yeah. no varying from that. And I think that's where a lot of the young kids that are coming in and starting to vote are really confused about because they don't know where, like you said, they don't know where they stand at. Yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> so, so I know you, both you guys have daughters that will, will they be able to vote in the next election or no? Uh, your oldest will. Yeah. Yeah. My mine, oldest. Yeah. Mine will not. <laughs> Took me a minute. Yeah. My oldest <laughs> Because yeah. my younger she, one is your, my only is your younger. Oh no, so yes, my your your only is my youngest, but age, my oldest age, will, yeah. and she followed the she she's followed it um very closely. Not that I required her to, but um, but it was exciting to see her take an interest and to hear her take on things, um, mm -hmm. her perspective on things, um. You know, she she paid attention and she was asking questions. And then there were times when, as she's asking questions, she's searching for the answer to see if, yeah. you know, uh, the candidate okay. has talked about said subject. Um, she's very like me. We're in, and I said opinions are great, um, but it's less opinion. It's more like it's a belief system. And so I can always tell I tell people I can tell you why I believe what I believe. And so it's less of like well. My opinion is this. It's kind of like you said, when it comes to the party lines, a majority of people, um, you know, when they affiliate themselves with the party, it's usually a lot of times it's based on family because, you know, your yes. how you grow up dictates a lot of your belief system. And then a lot of times when you get out on your own and maybe you experience some things in the world, mostly when you become a little more independent or break free of your parents, you start to then kind of figure out, okay, wait, this, this this party doesn't necessarily align with all of my belief systems, nor does this one. And so, you know, you kind of start to look at it a little more and that's what you're supposed to do. But there are a lot of people because um, people get complacent and com complacency is easy. It's very easy to just go, oh, I've been doing this. or this is what my parents did. This is what my grandmother did without really looking at the big picture, which mm -hmm. not to go back to another sub subset of a subject, but that's why things like, um, right now when you bring up certain subject matter people get very very vocal and yes. very very tense so you you are talking about a subject matter that a lot of people have a thought or opinion about but are not really sure how to either put it in words or to get their point across um or they come across because like one of my questions i asked a friend of mine i was like how did one party get to be known as the more you know christian party mm -hmm. over anyone else like i just was confused i was like when that happened and yeah. even when it did happen was there like a vote did we get to vote that that was because in my head <laughs> i know people on both sides who mm -hmm. fit that 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 specific of being say a christian i'm just example but mm -hmm. you know in my head i'm going how did one party get to be known and then when you have the names and the different things and in my head that's another reason why i think people are not so quick to say where they are because you get labeled yeah. um and so with oh, these, these party lines it's just um it's interesting because like i said there are people i think that are just it's just convenient. You don't have to really do a lot of information. You don't have to do soul searching. You don't have to look up anything. You could just be like, well, this is what I believe without even knowing what you believe. And so, again, when we start holding the politicians accountable, when we start paying attention to the things that they said they were going to do before office, because there was a 
again, so that because I know today we're not talking about one or the other, but there was this mm-hmm. issue that came about from um, a certain celebrity, and he presented this particular plan, and you know everybody was like everybody has their thoughts about the plan, and in my head I was like so the current administration doesn't have to wait until the next election for the plan. I'm assuming if that's the case. So yeah. the only people that might have to wait would be if, if there was a, a shift in power. A shift in, yeah. right? mm-hmm. So in my head, again, I'm just going, okay, help if, make this make sense. And I think that's <laughs> the thing with these parties. A lot of times yeah. the stuff that they're saying doesn't really make sense. And COVID changed a lot of the ability to have debates and the really, I think for them to get into the community and really have more engagement. Um, but the party lines can be, you know, quite device, well, yeah, divisive, if you will, um, especially even for friendships and families. And so I think a lot of times people always just go, I don't know, not really. And those that are hardcore, um, without really paying attention to the fact that there are some people from both sides who are presenting things that need to be paid attention to says a lot about us as people. And I don't want to call Americans lazy, but you know, we just, a lot of us are, yeah, we just (laughs) don't really, we don't dig deep in this because we're not versed in it. And you know what that, you know, my grandmother would say, if you don't really know what you're talking about, you know, be quiet for a little bit to (laughs) learn. And And I think people aren't open to that right now. People want to, they want to really, and COVID mentally, and I think, Andre, you can really speak on this. COVID, yeah. from a mental standpoint, too, has gotten to where people just, they're, they're tired. They're just really tired and exhausted. And so, you know, now politicians are across the board seen as just that. And I think that's what the last election was about. People were tired of politicians, so they wanted to bring somebody else in. So there's this, how do you... What is the ideal person? And I think really it comes down to pay attention to how these people are in the community. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to how these people are, who's in their circle. Pay attention to um, the things that they say publicly. Pay attention to um, how they show up for the community. Pay attention to the people that they say they're going to help. You can't be, you can't say one thing and it only fit a portion of an agenda when there are so many other subsets mm-hmm. of people who fall under it that if you thing. broadened it. You've narrowed yeah. it for your agenda or your perspective, and that's not right either. And I think that's where a lot of the political issue comes is there'll be this here, and they say, we're this. But then you go, okay, if you say this, then these people fall under this category, but because you don't want to be representative of those people, because yeah. they're then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we that's yeah. the other thing about, I think my whole take on this is a lot of people are not addressing a lot of issues because they don't want to get in the hot seat. And I'm not sure, that's what being a politician is. Right. Just sit in the hot you seat. You have to answer right? the question. Yeah. deal with the uncomfortable. So yeah. I want more people to just be okay. You got to be able to deal with the uncomfortable. So yeah. That's true. We have a comment and I have to show this because it's Kate's. <laughs> my kids are much more political than I ever was at their age. And they are seriously educated about the election. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm impressed and proud of them. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's the younger generations that are going to teach the older generations how to mm-hmm. vote and what they should do to change the country. Cause you even look at the protests that have happened since the George Floyd incident. Um, mm-hmm. They've changed. Things are changing. This country is changing. This whole the dynamic of how people respect each other is changing. 
Yeah. And it's not so much. I know in the beginning, there was a lot of over, I mean, really out there racism that were, yeah. that were plotted out. But now it's things like people are calling it out now and saying, no, that's racist. You need to stop it right there and in there, you know, instead of just letting it go and letting it slide. It's um, hard I because. Think, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think I was going to say, I just think that, you know, when it comes to this is something that's consistently been something that I've said and that a lot of my friends and family have said, but then that a lot of friends and family have, you know, gone against where, you know, that one post that everyone posts and says, well, you know, if, if you vote differently than I do, I'm still going to be your friend or I'm still going to love you or I'm still going to whatever. And yes, there is a time for that. And, you know, and yes, maybe for some people now is that time, maybe that is okay for some people. But when it comes down to racist behaviors and actions, when it comes down to discrimination, when it comes down to things along those lines, then it becomes, you know, it's more of a moral thing. And it's not just, oh, I pick party A or party B. Um, it's how I consider treating people and how these parties consider treating people. And so, um, you know, it's a little bit different than I think. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, sometimes, and again, we're in an election year, so um, yeah, there's always going to be what's called your token group of people that they're trying to reach. So, for instance, if you're paying attention to the news, um, you know, women of color are one of the demographics that they're going after. So at the end of the day, you know, when you're thinking along party lines and racism, I mean, no party's perfect. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we sat here and we're going to, you know, we're being honest. And that's the thing about, you know, where we are at this point is if we're going to have these conversations, they have to be raw. They're not going to feel good. It's literally going to feel like where you get that, that cut, you know, where you were out mm -hmm. working and you get a cut and it, at first it didn't hurt, but then you realize, you know, the more that you move and the, and then you sit mm -hmm. for a minute and maybe it brushed some salt or something brushes or your sweat gets in and yeah. you're like, oh, it starts to burn. Like mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what this is. We're, we're at a place now where we've got a cut in America and it's a really deep gash. It probably needs, it's probably stitches. It's not just a bandaid. And, and yeah. where we are, I think we want to put a bandaid over racism. We mm -hmm. want to put a bandaid over dealing with marginalized communities. We want to put a bandaid over all of these things that are uncomfortable to talk about. But we're past that. This is a gash. It's a really big, deep gash in America. And um, it's going to take time to heal. It's not, it's, it's not going to be a two-month. It's not a three-month. It's not a three-year. Mm -hmm. It is inevitably the same amount of time that it took. We go back to, like, you know, voting rights and, like, when women were granted the right to vote. That was, what, August 18th, 1920. So, Look at you, you know, you go, yay, women yeah. got to vote. No, not all but women. No. Mm -mm. So, um, you know, you know, even for Native Americans, um, they were uh, barred from voting up until it was like 1948 or something like that. Like in so, our yeah. like in our they, yep. they were here first. Yep. Yep. They couldn't vote until no. like 1950. Mm -hmm. Most Western states did it in some Southern states. But still, so, you know, again, you're talking about hundreds of years generations of a lot of suppression a lot of 
microaggressions, a lot of racism, a lot of things that are going to take that same amount of time to kind of fix. And what, again, the younger generation hopefully will do by voting is to incite that change. What comes from us when we're talking about it and we're saying it, is it getting better? To be honest with you, it depends on the day. It depends on who you're talking to and, and what they've been able to accomplish. Some of us could say, absolutely. There are those that'll say never was a problem. And then there are those that'll say, nope, not really. So I think that's the thing about why voting is so important for all of us mm -hmm. and why we have to get out there is because there are still some issues that America, because I mean, again, staying on topic with voting, mm -hmm. why is there even a Voting Rights Act? And the Voting Rights right. Act of 1965, again, if we're going to go there, the fact that that had to even be implemented yes. and yeah. has to constantly can be like updated. <laughs> right like so when you go are we still making strides yeah, we are just a little slow and so um you know it's getting better to some degree but i think you know we have the ability now to kind of say more do more be representative more like more people in the marginalized communities can be representative of these places and spaces but we still unfortunately got a long way to go. It's a long haul. It's like brushing your teeth. Do you ever just stop brushing your teeth just because your teeth are clean? No, you do that every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope. Um, COVID has changed people's <laughs> habits, but, um, but you know, in the same way that you get up and get dressed or put your socks on or shoes on before you leave your house, you don't necessarily yeah. explore the world barefooted. It's that, that if in order for the change to really truly be effective, just like the vote, it's an everyday occurrence. We must do it every single day you have to implement mm -hmm. that change every day look at your circle if your circle isn't representative of the world that you live in or want to live mm -hmm. in change it you know what i mean if you go to your job and you only see one person of color at your job demand change um mm -hmm. you know there's lots of ways that even though we want to put a lot of the responsibility on the politicians it still falls on us too as citizens mm -hmm. we still have a responsibility beyond just voting. And I think that's the mm -hmm. thing. That's why the caregivers and the teachers and the community activists, the people who didn't get voted into the job, but they're out here, they're on the front lines, like Andrea mm -hmm. calling people, encouraging people to vote. I mean, those people have a power and a responsibility and that's where we are now. We also have to be responsible, not just for ourselves and those that look like us, but as a whole for all of us, for my mm -hmm. children, your children, like that's who this is supposed to be for. So we we do have a lot that's left to do. And I hope that, you know, each one of us is looking kind of within ourselves to go, what can I do? How can I be a part of the change, positive change, and then to do it? Honestly, you know, I've, I've been looking at all these different things. I look at political ads and I like some snooze, some I actually watch because they actually tell you something. They don't right. try... The biggest turnoff for me is when they try to smear the other candidate. Hmm. That's what I'm like. But the biggest political ad that always gets me is when they talk about immigrants. Because for people that don't know, my husband is an immigrant from Mexico. Yeah. He yeah. is still not a citizen, so he still can't vote. But he's like, next election, I'm voting. I'm going to be a citizen by the next election, and I'm going to yeah. vote. He says, because I need to make the change in this country. But you know, people marginalize them so much saying the immigrants, the immigrants are the illegal immigrants. And like they think they're all these criminals running around. People yeah. don't realize how hard it is 
for people to come into this country, people from poorer countries to come into this country. I mean, my mother-in-law, when she was still alive, tried to come over and with their visa, with their, they had a visa, they were approved, but because they didn't have a piece of paper from their bank telling them how much money they had in the bank, they were denied entrance into our country. They already had the approved visa. They already had all the paperwork, but because she left that piece of paper at home, she yeah. wasn't allowed in. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me how many people yeah. walk around with their bank statements around, right? How yeah. many people from other countries that have tons of money are coming in? It's because they are looked down upon. Yeah. And I just look at it and I go, you know, these are, our country is such a mixed race now. And there are so many races that are mixing together. And I absolutely love it. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm a big proponent. I love everybody, you know, and I love the fact they're mixing with each other. I mean, my, my son-in-law is Asian American. I mean, and he was raised by a Puerto Rican, um, stepdad so you know we got all of it going on <laughs> but, you know, i just absolutely love the fact that people are are not afraid to to mix and to be friends with each other yeah and i think that racism is something that definitely needs to be in, and that starts really at the top because when you see the candidates start saying this is racist this is racist and then you it'll trickle down to their core and then things will change that way. I know I got off on a tangent, but I'm very no, happy. No, there is a lot. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, you unpacked a lot. You unpacked yeah. because, you know, when you talk about, you know, immigrants and the fact that people think, and again, when I say people have their opinions, but the fact that you think just building a wall fixes the situation is, mm-hmm. it's laughable. Um, so we'll just leave that one at that. But um, <laughs> as far as, you know, a, there's the two sides because you know that there's an argument of with immigrants coming in and taking the jobs you know there's that they take so i'm always like what jobs are they taking they're not management jobs you know they're not corporate america jobs um a lot of them are migrant workers a lot of them are doing construction working and if we're going to be honest again just my favorite thing let's just go ahead and just hit that head that nail which is if they're working here and they're undocumented Who's hiring the undocumented workers? Because they're they're getting right. jobs somewhere. But again, no one wants to talk about that part. Yeah. Just want to talk about those that come in here because accountability has to go. Yeah, it's both sides. It's not that they're in here. It's also they're getting they're being hired. And so, what about the people hiring them? So, are they not getting fined? Are they not getting jail time? Because mm-hmm. the way that that whole thing has to work again is we have to look at the whole big picture. Um, the fact that people are escaping to come here. People never want to pay attention to what they're escaping from. Right. What are they running from? What if uh, if you're willing to go through all that to come here to feel safe? What what are you? There are people who are sending their kids here without. So they're they're mm-hmm. you know when you say at the end of the day, the fact that they're human and they're just trying to get a better life. And people are like, well, they need to do this, this, and this. There's only certain people that are being questioned or certain people. Yeah that are being held up or certain people that are uh, criminalized or certain people, because even when they do it, they're bad people. They're bad. And that's Mm -hmm. what their people are being told. They're bad, bad people, but it's only a certain subset of people. And so again, when we have these conversations about us as a country, you know, how is it that one group of people could come in and it's almost really easy if, because again, I did recruiting for a lot of years. So I, this isn't just coming 
you know, off mm -hmm. the top of my head from a recruiting perspective, certain subsets of people got to come in here a whole lot easier on visas mm -hmm. than other groups did. Yeah. And the skill sets, they all can offer a skill set. So it's not a matter of one coming in and not offering a skill set. But again, that's other conversation that we've got to have again as country. We've got to hold our politicians and those that hold these places of office and power um, accountable, which is in order for that change to be effective. I don't want to live in a country where where we turn away a certain subset of people. Because mm -hmm. to be honest with you, again, that's a whole nother conversation, but <laughs> we'll just we'll say they're welcome. But, you know, I think that when we're talking about, like you said, um, welcoming people and, and wanting to talk about these issues, it does need to be addressed. But I think that people are trying to vilify and they're trying to make a group of people look like animals mm -hmm. and that they're doing the worst to the fact that there are children in cages. Like mm -hmm. We're just again. Right. How is that even a thing here? Yeah. How is that even a thing? And that, you know, now the number of children that they may never get reunited with their families. So there's mm -hmm. so many things that, you know, we have to talk about. And so immigration, to be honest with you, again, if you look at the history of the United States, immigration is what the United States is built off of. It's, that's it. So, you know, we wouldn't be where we, well, let me say, I was going to say where we are. But <laughs> I was like, not a good, I was like, who is that? But we really no, like but that. I mean, the country in and of itself, there's a lot that would not be in place um, without the immigration history. Yeah, I think that, I just, I don't like you when people vilify a group of people when they haven't even put themselves in the community. If you don't, again, if you're, you're talking, it's kind of like, only, and I'll use it because I'm, it's kind of like when a person goes, I have a black friend. <laughs> and then they use that and they put that in their social yeah. media like that's yeah. a hashtag that should be a hashtag i got a black friend yeah like, you know, i have a jewish friend i think that post one day um andre when yeah. I, I didn't tag you but i was like that would be like me tagging all my jewish friends yeah. like you don't don't do that yeah. and so i think with immigration that's what it is it is it is the meat and potatoes of america and the country like over. it's i i want i want I want um, everybody, I want people to come here from all over and to bring all the parts of who they are. And I certainly don't want it to be where we're having prejudices or racism against mm -hmm. a certain group of people based on where they're coming from. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Now we have comment, Kate's commenting again. She has a three-part <laughs> comment, so I'm gonna get Yay, through that Kate. one. <laughs> yes, my husband is an immigrant. He's fortunate to have a green card, just like mine's fortunate to have one too, but we had to jump through hoops to get it. I'm sure Kate yeah. did too. People don't realize how much undocumented immigrants contribute to the economy. $7 billion per year is paid into Social Security from undocumented immigrants, but they are not eligible for benefits. In addition, they spend billions of dollars per year, which supports the U.S. economy and yeah. helps us create new jobs. And they take the jobs that America yeah. wants. Yes. Yeah. And they are often treated in the workplace as... Yes. The low one. I mean, yeah. my husband, no, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. My husband worked for a uh, corporation and he was one only Mexican in the whole like corporation, but he was the highest earning. He's a mechanic and he would bring the highest into the company. Hmm. He left that company two years ago, became one of many. And now he's making more money now because his boss man values him as an employee and as a person, 
as opposed to all that racism that he got in the workplace and the other yeah. people. Mm. So it just makes a difference. I know we're getting off on a tangent. This is not. It all applies. It all applies. It's kind of the stuff, again, where, again, when you're talking about who you elect into office, because these are the things that do matter. And so, you know, when you talk about, like, being on the, the bottom of the totem pole, I mean, again, from a historical aspect, there were times when Black people, the only jobs they could really get were either yard, landscaping, housekeeping, um, they could only go to school for one of two things most of the time that was to be a nurse or a school teacher. And even then that came at such a high price, you know, like, so there's, when you're talking about, you know, a group of, a subset of people that come here, really what it boils down to is if you have melanin in your skin, the more melanin you have, the more yeah. misery. So mm -hmm. let's just like, again, I, I would love to be able to say something different, but when you have melanin in your skin, you come, you're, and, and the, the browner you are, <laughs> the more issues that you have from America because that's why a lot of times people have to say the things that they say that I have the black friend or I have the you know the um Latino friend or my friend is this or or oh wait we do have the uh the one Mexican guy you know what I mean like people use that like yeah. some sort of a gold sticker moment and it's really not and so you know again when I look when I vote I vote not just for me I don't vote just for, you know, my community. Um, I vote for marginalized communities as a whole. So when I speak up, I'm not speaking up for just um, African-Americans or Native Americans. I'm speaking up for Americans, especially mm -hmm. those that have been marginalized, those that have a subset of people who are saying your way of thinking is not enough or you, we don't value who you are because you don't fit this narrative or like you said, uh, talking about uh, immigrants and like what Kate uh, mentioned, the thing is the jobs that they typically have are the jobs that a lot of people don't want. Um, mm -hmm. And again, they're not receiving the benefits. That's a lie from some of these commercials. They're not getting these benefits right. that people think they're taking away from us. They can't right. necessarily get scholarships to school. Like, you know what I mean? So a lot of times, and they put money back into the community so, you know, again, when we're talking about this perpetual without immigrants here, again, we wouldn't be kind of where like they've helped yeah. build this country too and yeah. sustain it. So, you know, voting again, we go right back to vote for the people that are going to be representative of the America you want to live in. And some people are showing that they're not open to a lot of people being a part of the America that they are trying to support. And so, you know, it's past party lines now. I never really cared if you were a Republican or a Democrat. I didn't care if you were, you know, undecided, independent. But yeah. this particular one is a little unnerving because okay. it's beyond party lines. This is a human thing. And, yeah. you know, right now, um, I'm, I am paying attention to how some people are speaking out as a whole against a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's not it's not OK. So vote, keep voting, vote, 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 yes. vote. So I have to ask you guys a personal question. Why did you um, personally want to get involved when I asked, when I popped up on the, in the Facebook group, hey, does anybody want to come on? Because Why? Kate made me. No. <laughs> Kate, if you're still listening. <laughs> She knows I love her. Um, no, it was funny because 
I had seen your post that I was having like such a work day and I'm like, Oh, I, and then I said, I saw it. And then I saw she came back and I'm like, you're a snake. What are you like? Just saying like what I've been doing. So, um, you know, part of why I thought it would be, a, you know, a good experience obviously, um, is a couple of things with respect to the stuff that I have been doing. <laughs> She's laughing. With respect to what I have been doing. Um, so I did, I, so what I did over the summer and a lot of people were doing it, I think through, through September even, um, is I did some volunteering with moms rising. And if you haven't heard of them, um, you know, i I just did a volunteer thing with them, but I do have friends that work for them. Um, so a little shout out because they are very adamant and very aware and very informative with respect to a lot of political issues. And so um, I volunteered to do a hundred postcards to send out to voters. Um, no affiliation, no, you know, just a, hey, election day is November 3rd, um, you know, vote early if you can, um, make sure you're registered, just a couple of, you know, sentences here and there. Um, and what was kind of cool is that across like Facebook and Instagram and stuff, I started seeing friends that I had no idea that they even knew about this organization were doing the same thing. And they were doing it for other organizations too, um, but for Moms Rising as well. And I know there's like get out the vote, like all those different things. And so I figured, you know, I did it the last time as well, not as many, I don't think, but <laughs> I did it last time too, um, because literally it was just like, you know, this is a huge election. Your voice deserves to be heard and, you know, make sure you get out to vote, make sure you make sure you're registered, things along those lines. Um, so that was number one. And I have just recently, <laughs> so I am that person that calls and you're like, click. Um, I just <laughs> recently did like a training and a shift to do for, um, for in Durham, County because that's where I'm located um, and there are there are still shifts and things um, but I did some of those calls and so they set you up and it's automated and you know it's interesting because I did get some people who needed information honestly um, and so that was part of I, I was like making notes because I'm like these, these are a couple pieces of information that I want to make sure that I share kind of thing you know because um, some people are like well oh, yeah I'm registered and you can go online and check and make sure you're registered and um, although right now you can't just sort of register online anymore you can still um, this was something I told someone because they were like I think I'm registered and I said well you can check but if you're not because we do early voting here you can actually register on an early voting day and a lot of people don't know that and so it was stuff like that where I was like just in my little training session alone which was like a, you know an hour um, I learned stuff and I was like well, if I wasn't registered or if something happened where you know I know a lot of people have checked and you know people have been talking about this for I don't even want to say months, maybe even like for a year, like, hey, don't forget, make sure you're registered, make sure, make sure. Um, but people, you know, don't necessarily know that part. And so they're kind of like, oh, well, sure I am. And if you go, I don't know if people are going to tell you, right? Like, I don't know if someone's going to say, okay, it's early voting. You can register today because you're not showing up because well, of the suppression and things like that. So tricky. Well, I will say when we took Gracie to vote, when I took Gracie to vote, 
Um, I said, first time voter. And the guy asked her, are you registered? And she had already registered. So, she, but he did ask. So I will say yeah. at our polling place, they did ask if. So they, and they asked, but the thing is that I don't know if someone says yes. And if they look and the person's not, will they say you can register today or will it depend? Will they make that choice? Like my goal, my hope, because I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are doing polling places and are doing so to make sure that people are not asked for ID if you don't have to be. Some states do require it, some states don't. It's important to take a look and make sure. Um, I believe we do not, but if you're a first time voter, they can ask to check the signature, like things like that. And so those little variables that a lot of people don't know, that was kind of why, you know, just the stuff that I had learned about just how you can pop online um, if, and track certain things, I was kind of like, it'd be, kind of, you know, I mean, I'm very passionate about the election right now anyway, um, but I was sort of like, these are the things that I can, you know, maybe just bring up enough to mention, or, you know, I think there was one other thing. Yeah. So registration can go through the 31st. So if you go to an early voting place, at least in North Carolina, you can, if you're not registered, you can still register up until Saturday the 31st at that place. You cannot register on election day. Um, and, you know, and then there's like just some other variables. If you've done mail-in voting, you can track your ballot and you can sign up for that. If you are nervous about <laughs> mail-in voting, um, you can find a Dropbox that's official. You can go to your board of elections, all that sort of stuff. And stuff that I knew sort of everyone knows in a way, but I was like, no, I literally like this information is in front of me. Like I can, you know, I felt like, you know, just kind of being able to talk about that just in common conversation is not something that we always do. And, you know, I'm probably snoozed by a lot of people on Facebook by now. So <laughs> they're probably like, Oh God, it's her again. <laughs> She's talking about voting. Um, so, yeah, but I, you know, I think that, and there's still, I mean, everyone's getting those texts. I'm getting a million. I keep getting them and I'm like, hi, I just volunteered for your group. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's so many people that are trying to do it. And, you know, it, yes, they're annoying, but the one person that writes back and says, oh my gosh, you know what? I don't know where I can early vote. Boom, you got a voter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the part that's so for if all of us are going to like hang up and also get these texts and just sort of delete them or um, it's also fun if your opposing candidate texts you and you're like, heck no. Um, but if you're, you know, if your current one does and you're sort of like, I've already voted, then they're like, you know, thank you. Otherwise, they will send you a million and one links and things to help you. So as much as they're annoying, if you really have a question, text them back and ask them because there is someone there. You know, that's the thing. Like I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, my phone rang today before my second client, which was at 10. My cell phone rang about 15 times and I couldn't. I was on a call. I couldn't answer it. But I was like, oh, my gosh, are these the people? Are these me? <laughs> like, are, these, are these the people that are doing this? It's possible. But so I know it's annoying and that part will be over soon. So <laughs> hang in there. So, Rita, why did you want to get involved? Why did you personally want to come on and say, I want to talk? So, first is because, um, you know, I really like the way that you set your platform up. You, um, when you invite your guests on, you know, there's transparency. There's the ability to have these raw conversations. A lot of people say that's what they want to do, but 
when it's presented or when, you know, we start to go that way, they flinch, they kind of tighten their butt cheeks up because they're a little nervous <laughs> about how it might go. And so, you know, you, know. you've never come across as a person who was not open to the conversation. So that, mm -hmm. that, that was honestly, it doesn't matter what you yeah. talk about. I've, I've told you that if you mm -hmm. um, invite me on, I'm going to be on because I know that it's a, it's a place to be able to have these conversations and we do it respectfully, but to yeah. have these very hard conversations. The second one is because um, the, you know, voting is really important and I wanted to be on because when you pick the subject matter, because again, for me um, and a lot of people who look like me, um, it comes down to even if I didn't want to, there's a responsibility that I have to my ancestors. Um, mm -hmm. There were a lot of people who um, protested years ago, were attacked by dogs, fire hoses, things yeah. dumped on their heads, died, lynched, you name it, houses burned um, just because they wanted to vote. And so this is bigger than me. This is, you know, again, really allowing people to understand I'm here today and I get to vote today because of them. And so mm -hmm. that message, even if it only resonates with one person, even if only one person hears the plight of why it's important to vote, whether it's because of immigrants and they're, they're wanting a better life, if it's because of um, a person in a marginalized community who didn't always have the voice or the capacity to vote, if it is because you're a woman and you don't feel heard, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. The fact that we can vote and we have that right, that's why I wanted to be on here, is to just kind of push and almost be the hype person backing up the work that Andrea is putting in, which is go vote, go, go vote, vote like, yeah. vote like if, if, if we, if we could be rewarded for voting, I'd be yeah. one, I'd want to be rewarded food. So like when I vote, I always go somewhere and eat afterwards, but, um, and then the third reason I wanted to be on here is because knowing you, Melissa and Andrea, <laughs> I wanted to be on here because this is like low key, our way to like kind of get together. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was talk. totally thinking that too. So yeah. the fact, and then the, and then my fourth reason, because you know I'm extra. The fourth reason is because yeah. most people on Facebook only see me putting jokes out, or they know that side. They don't necessarily yeah. know that there's actually like a brain up here, and so <laughs> I wanted to also kind of come because you know a lot of times there's different sides to us, and there's different you know um, I don't want to say personalities because that sounds. No, not personalities, but just no, different but different yeah. parts of us. And so this is me adulting. I wanted to come an adult tonight. And so yeah. adulting yeah. means, again, coming on your platform. And I know you have a really good reach, the ability to get to people, to understand mm -hmm. why maybe even a person that doesn't agree with you or see the same viewpoint, why it's important yeah. for us yeah. um, mm -hmm. to hear and to understand why some of us are in the space that we are. And that's what it is. So I just, you know, thank you for the platform. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, the ability you. to be on here and to talk about a subject that a lot of people like, you know, Andre was saying, they're just kind of going at each other and not really yeah. trying to do it from a view or standpoint of understanding where the other person's coming from. And this election is different because again, some people I'm not, I'm probably not going to really listen to what they're saying because they're so far in the yeah. field of, yeah, crazy right now. So yeah. there's that line that gets crossed, and yes, yeah, that's that's it. There's a line yeah. that that I think is there that's beyond political party. It's now like I was saying earlier, it's a human thing. It is very much, um, you know, I'm paying attention to 
um, what you claim that you're standing for and how it affects the people that you're leaving out of the group yep. because they don't right. fit your narrative. And so, yeah. so yeah, that's why. I only wish, Melissa, that we were in your little cabin with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys are welcome to come down anytime. <laughs> I'm like, every time I see pictures, I'm like, I want to go to the cabin. <laughs> anytime. I think a lot of it too, a lot of the reason why I, I was really excited that you both were on this because you both have girls. I mean, you we're all moms to girls and we want our girls to grow up better than what we've had it and yeah. to still be a, a major part of society and not marginalized like they're being marginalized right now. Absolutely. And, so I and that's where it starts now. Like you said, the conversation, I think that's what Kate, like when Kate was saying how, you know, her kids yeah, are involved and I know Kate, that's why I'm referencing Kate. So, Hey Kate, yeah, um, <laughs> because the, it also has to do with, I think when as parents, our responsibility isn't necessarily to sway our kids one way or the other, it's to prepare them. You know, mm -hmm. our responsibility as parents is, to give our children all the tools that they need to go into the world to survive, um, to be, you know, out there and to make an impact, right? A good positive impact. And so when you do that, you get kids like Kate's who are, you know, understanding, <laughs> she says hi, understanding the things that, you know, they're facing that will impact them. And so I think that's the other thing when I said, you know, for my girls is having the conversation was less about me telling them who they should vote for or who they should support, but more about pay attention to what they're saying and then yeah. go look up their track record, see what they've done in the community, see how, mm -hmm. you know, what have they done for people that you feel are marginalized or those that are not heard? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, again, there's a lot of subset of communities that don't feel heard. And the only time they, they are even visibly seen is during an election year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we want to make sure we hold our politicians accountable on every mm -hmm. level. And that's what I told my daughter. I was like, guess what? You can pick up the phone right now and call your senator. You know, you can pick up the phone and call your congressman or congresswoman. Like you can, you can write letters, you can, you can set up appointments. Write, yeah. um, so that's where we are is like letting my girls know there is power in who you are and you can be one person and still make an impact. But imagine if all of us were teaching our kids to make this impact in the world that one day when we're no longer here, our kids, the legacy that we've tried to put yeah. in them, they're living and then they're teaching their kids. Mm -hmm. And that's where the real power is when it comes to, again, the bigger picture is the mm -hmm. responsibility we have to our kids to teach them to make this world a better place than the way we gave it to them. Yeah, that, that is so true. And that's the reason why I wanted to not come on and talk about the political candidates that we're supporting. I just wanted mm -hmm. to talk about how important it is to vote because regardless yeah. of who you support, your voice matters. Yeah. Even though I think all three of us kind of support the same candidate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's the thing. You know what that's the thing another, is? That's another, uh, we got to sit with you on another day. And that's another day. That's a cabin <laughs> chat for sure. Yep. But like to be able to say, and that's the other part of it is that, I mean, even when I was making calls, you know, certainly I've had, I had a few people be nasty and a few people just be like, there's no way I'm voting this or there's no way my spouse is voting that. And I'm like, okay, sir, ma'am, whomever, um, I just am here to provide you information to ensure that you know how to vote. And so regardless of what party you do represent when you're calling, um, 
it's the legality aspect and it's the aspect of what you guys were saying before is that you're not trying to suppress someone's vote. And that is the part where the intimidation is difficult. That is the part where if people are not trained properly, you know, and it's so hard right now with COVID because who usually runs at the polls, the elderly, you know, like every time you've ever gone in, there's some sweet little old lady there, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, and that's a risk of course. And so, you know, and it's just sort of that mindset of saying, you know what, there might be this point where where you're you know where someone says oh no if you don't have this you can't and maybe there's not even intent behind it but when there is then that's the start that you know it turns into there is also i don't have that in front of me but there is um if you see suppression in any way or if you see something along the lines at a polling place where they are um where they're letting people in with paraphernalia where they are asking someone for or asking you for your ID and you may clarify, no, I don't need to. And they may eventually accept that. But the fact that they even ask, they're not supposed to. So, you know, and again, depending on what state you're in, but there are places to report to say, look, these people, I understand you guys need polling people, <laughs> but these people are intimidating because I knew, say as an example, I have a friend that this happened to, not in North Carolina, but I knew that I didn't need ID. So I was able to insist that and say, hey, look, I can show you all the laws, but what about the person that doesn't? What about the person that's coming in and that's whether it's an 18 year old or an 85 year old? What about the person that's coming in and is like, I'm ready to vote. And they're like, where's your ID? Oh, I don't have it. I thought I didn't need it. No, you do. What do they do? And so that person is probably going to do that to someone else. And so that's sort of where, you know, and yes, if I were there and that were happening, I would probably stick my nose in and be like, no, they don't like, but there's not always people like that. And then you're always in your little space and you're trying to, <laughs> so, you know, some people don't have the, uh, the loud voice, I guess. I don't know, but, <laughs> but things like that, where, you know, it's important to vote certainly because it is, um, like you said, right, about sort of, you know, it, it's essentially instigating change in some ways, but also to be able to advocate for everyone's right to vote in different ways. And so I think that's the other part of it, too. I will say I want to I want to get to Michaela's horn, my middle daughter's horn a minute. Um, she's actually worked the polls before. She's actually been one of the poll workers. She um, oh, registered okay. when she was 18. They were looking for in Wayne County, where I'm at. They were looking yeah. for people to work the polls and she worked on election day a couple of times. That's this is, I think, the first election day that she's not worked because she has all these internships and everything in Greensboro, but yeah. she's worked and people were always yeah. applauding her saying, yeah. wow, you're getting involved early. And we yeah. love that. So okay. they are always looking for people to work. Yeah. I mean, probably still, right? Like, <laughs> like, I actually had some clients say that to me. Wait, where are you again in the in North Carolina? Oh, they're looking in Raleigh and Durham. They're looking for, and I'm like, okay, I know, I kind of have to work, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> but you I, know, the same. Yeah. So, young people, if you're looking for a job, yeah. you know, Okay, who is Ace? Somebody says hi, Ace, and the That's other me. Oh my god, my aunt and uncle. <laughs> hi guys. Oh, oh so I got a new name to call you now. That is the cutest ever. Oh, now, now we know Ace. Yes. yes. Those are my those are my initials. Those are my maiden initials. Yes. Oh, okay. That's yeah. <laughs> That's why my email has that in it. And then it says, hi. 
Well, I'm so glad that family is tuning in to watch. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. And then with Court, we have to give Kate the props here because Kate is yeah. the one that told voluntarily <laughs> pretty much. That, oh, okay, I mean, no, we're good. Yeah. Yes, so guys, I just want to thank you for coming on. I know we've talked a lot for the last what hour and 20 minutes or so, but I think this is important because a week from now, the right. vote, we're going to decide who's going to be our next president. Right. <laughs> we'll come back if you need us. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe a couple of days later, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, a couple of days later, we can be talking about certain things but yeah. <laughs> let's look let's make that a date with some wine <laughs> that's good to me because <laughs> of course yeah. you don't want to vote drunk okay no. right, gonna right, put right, that right. not a good idea yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna put that out there guys you don't vote like <laughs> you can don't go drink after it's totally fine and also make sure i'm just gonna put this out there because it happened in front of us that you're only voting for one particular person for each office. Oh goodness, yeah. There was somebody that was in front of us when we were polling, when we were voting, that actually voted and his ballot was rejected because he voted for too many people for senator, oh, too many people for president. Oh gosh, yeah. He didn't know how to read the ballot. I think so, the only I think in so I vote in Durham and I think the only thing that was multiple was like judges or something, which sometimes can be, but it will say clearly like you may vote for five for this. Right area or whatever um yeah so if you have to download a sample ballot of wherever yeah. you're voting from because i mean you can go on your voter registration site and download a sample ballot and go through who you want to vote for and you can even bring that ballot with you yes because they will actually pass out ballots for you if you want a ballot while you're watching <laughs> Oh, and let me say one more thing. If you are voting by mail, please mail that baby in tomorrow at least. It was it should have today is like the best possible day. Um it's it needs to be postmarked by election day. It can be received after if it's going through, you know, if you bring it right to the post office and you know they're gonna mark it. Um there's I think I even wrote it down and I just can't remember exactly how many days. Um, but there's a, a couple of days after. I don't know if it's the fifth, maybe, but at the same time, don't risk it. That's the one part that about voting that um, that's the only part of voting by mail that makes me a little bit anxious is that you know get it postmarked way before if you can um, you can you know you can if you're mailing it obviously you can go to hold on one second um, you can go to vote.org dropbox locator <laughs> and find a dropbox if you don't feel comfortable putting it in the mail so well, that's I good to know. I'll have to post yeah. that on Facebook too, like yeah. tomorrow. For I think it's well. wait, Dropbox dash locator. So I'll send you the link. And okay. then yeah. if you want to put yeah. it more. Yeah. I would love to put it in this um, yeah. too, because it would be yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, that was the part where I was like the mail, the mail, the mail, you know, like in your head, if you can't get to the post office and you're nervous, just go to your, either your board of elections or find your, you know, Dropbox and drop the baby in there. It's safe. <laughs> Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And thank just once again, me. this conversation is awesome. And I love each and every one of you. You know that. Yeah, I love you too. I almost wore a voter's shirt today, but I didn't have it. Yeah. Like, hey, I only, the only stuff I have is uh, paraphernalia. <laughs> so I was like, but these <laughs> I have, my friend made them. So. <laughs> yeah. So, right. guys, once again, I want to thank you. And most importantly, guys, go vote. 
regardless of who you're voting for, vote. That's your right as an American citizen. And even as a immigrant who, if you're a citizen, you can vote. So vote. Yeah, vote wisely. <laughs> vote. Thank you. Do that again, Andrea. <laughs> vote. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank I will you. see you guys on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye, guys. Bye. Y'all, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I really, I know it was really rushed because I wanted to put it out before the election, but I think this episode is one that's going to, people will be able to listen to it at all times. We talk about why it's important to vote, why it's important to get involved, our civic responsibility, the electoral colleges, why sometimes you're voting not just for yourself, but you're voting because of the people who in the past have struggled to vote. Women didn't vote, weren't able to vote until a certain time. People of color weren't able to vote until a certain time. And I was really shocked when I heard about the Native Americans not being able to vote, I think until the 1960s, which is like wild to me because they were here first. We also talk about some hotbed topics like immigration. I'm very 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 passionate about immigration it's something that i don't talk about a lot because my daughters are fearful that my husband who is a native of mexico it will somehow come back on him but he is here legally so i don't know what they can do we also talk about um how you should vote voting by mail um if you need absentee vote what things you need when you go to vote um we also talk about gracie's disappointment not getting an i voted sticker so maybe we'll get one of those for her soon. So you know what I need you to do right now? I need you to, first of all, stop what you're doing, go to the polls and vote. Whether you're in a state where early voting is still going on and you can register to vote when you go to early voting, you cannot register the day of voting. Um, I also have a commercial during this podcast during the voting time that talks about where you can go to find out if you're even registered to vote. Um, Andrea dropped in the Facebook link, Facebook group, um, the importance of voting and where you can find a drop box locator. And I'm going to put that link in the show notes. But guys, it's very important. This is an election year. What we do now determines what our kids are going to face in the future. I have young adults. My girls are ages 25, 22, and 18. But there are some out there that are just starting their families. There are some out there that are just starting to vote and they're passionate about voting. So I really think that even regardless of who you vote for, it's important that you go out and you exercise that right to vote because you have no way to sit back and complain if you don't exercise the right to vote. Remember, I have turned these podcasts into Facebook Live and YouTube Lives. They show up there first, and then like a week or so later, this one's actually the week of, um, they'll show up on this podcast. I would love for you to subscribe and to leave a rating and a review, because now these all this amazing content that I'm putting out, and these amazing speakers and issues that we're talking about, will be put in front of other people. So I really would love if you would rate and review, because the more reviews I get, the higher... Apple and everybody else will put it up on their um, on their to listen list. You know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start chatting. <laughs>